Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Well, that's what you call a good start, isn't it? That's my introduction gone out of the window. Oh dear, tech guys, come on! Welcome back to Radio Newark Sport, and you're already hearing the music. We're going to talk tonight. Flow Surf sign a striker, and he promptly scores on his debut. Can put uh, the champagne on ice. Surely it's there for the taking. And the rugby club, they win at the league leaders. How good is that one? It's time for all the news, the gossip from the sports village, Lowfields, Kellen Road and the Magnus on the show where the stars tell you what went right and what went wrong on another weekend of local sport. What are you giggling at? I take it that E.T. is the hidden transfer on this list. I knew you'd pick that one <laughs> I've up. I've not got a phone home, have I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've never phoned home yet. You're not going to start now. Uh, I'm Mick Bradley. The noise you can hear in the background, of course, is Tony Smith. This is Radio Newark Sport. And we're back. We're back after a two-week Christmas break when I, for one, could get used to stopping at home after work. Tony, well, he's been a tow all day because he doesn't work. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, um... Did you enjoy Christmas first? Yes. Good. Right, that's out of the way now, and that's gone, hasn't it? Absolutely remarkable, thank you. To me, it's an absolute nuisance because it gets in the way of routine. I, I enjoyed the religion side of it, but um, Christmas, uh, for me... Somebody said, what, what do you want for Christmas? I said, January. Yes, that, that, that suits me. Suit, suit. <laughs> so what did happen over Christmas? Well, Newark Town. A brace from Dowell Price helped Town to another three points when they played at fourth place at Renishaw Rovers, and a week later, he hit four as the Blues win at Arworth to end that run of four tricky away matches. And I've, they've got now to have at least one hand on that trophy. Yes, Dinnington can still catch him if they win all the games in hand by a cricket score we know all that but oh it's gone quiet at last uh, i don't know um i saw your comment that um how are you now putting the champagne on ice and if i was the manager i would have given you a flea in your ear well i'm sure mr george will when we talk to him in well, a few I, minutes I, my, my my comment piece in the program for flow serve on saturday was uh I, 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 I thought I might get told off for it because I said that any manager worth his salt will tell you it's not over until the fat lady sings. But and I, it's not for Newark Town, and I do appreciate that, but mm. they're never, ever, ever going to have a better opportunity. No. They really are not. Newark Flow Serve, sitting second place in the Midland Football League after coming from behind to beat Lytown. I mean, all credit to Lytown on Saturday. Third from bottom of the table, come out and took the game to Flow Serve. Give them tremendous amount mm. of credit. Their new signing, Flow Serve's new sign, Messiah McDonald, scoring on his debut. Took it well. But if the keeper is going to kick the ball against somebody's <laughs> back, then OK. Um, but he did. He still had work to do and he did it. Um, the works are in action tomorrow night again when they play away to Coventry Sphinx and quite simply if they win that game tomorrow night at Coventry both Flowserve and Tan are sitting on the top of their respective divisions how good is that? Well it doesn't seem that long ago that we were bemoaning the standard of Saturday football in the town and now for both teams to, to 
be up there and contesting at the top of their respective divisions and of course floor server still in three cup competitions it is just quite it's fantastic uh, three wins on the bounce now for new rugby club and they have turned yeah. their season around spectacular um 22 points to 10 they won at colville at the weekend only one try piece in the match but the kicking of matt cox proved the big big difference absolutely fantastic um quick look elsewhere south city beat burton george to remain second in the not senior league while bingham town beat central midlands team ashland rovers in the not senior cup and that sets up what i think is their biggest match ever a fourth round tie against Col- colton town yeah that was the, in, the, in in the jubilee club after the game on um, on, on saturday that was the second biggest buzz yeah of the afternoon here, I think here, that's um, hearing that Newark uh, Rugby Club had won because that was a fantastic oh, result against the leaders it, uh, it, it most certainly and, and away from home um, bit of just bit of slide news over the weekend that uh, Collingham manager and definitely a local footballer from Paul Lyde is in hospital um, he's been monitored for a heart condition he hasn't been ill he hasn't been well for pretty much all this season to be honest really um and he's now in hospital jerry's keeping us informed and we obviously send paul yeah all our best wishes because um is what you'd call a character well i mean if you look back in the olden days as my daughters called them football was full of characters the likes of jim smith people like that full, stock full of characters yeah. These days we don't get too many of them, and uh, and Paul Hyde has always been one of my favourite characters around the football scene. He is he is a real proper football man, and uh, obviously we wish him all the very very best with his health. Um, just before we go to the telephone lines, I've got to get this one off, off my back. Over Christmas you could have gone to Blythe Spartans against Gateshead. Good old fashioned Christmas local derby. Six goals, four penalties. I'm told a great atmosphere, comebacks, no VAR nonsense, just good, honest football and a Blythe Spartans equaliser in extra t- in injury time to make it 3 all. Or you could have seen Timu Puke, he plays for Norwich, um, who have, whose goal was offside because it was 0.3 centimetres offside or 0.12 of an inch um, when he scored for Norwich against Tottenham. Or Jack Grealish, who had a goal disallowed, um, from what I can see from really not cutting his toenails um, Mike Riley you'd really do need to go on a holiday preferably somewhere a long way <laughs> and stay on holiday for a long time but then I thought at the weekend when I watched Match of the Day have I got this wrong because I, I watched um, a Premier League loving official incorrectly rule out a Tranmere golfer offside and then he refused to give him what for everybody was a blatant penalty and VAR corrected both those decisions and Tranmere ended up drawing free all at Watford now if it was left to our Premier League loving referee Watford would be in round four and Tranmere would have been out Mm. so am I wrong to have a go at VAR or am I wrong to have a go at the Muppets mm, that run it I don't think uh, VAR should be in operation in the FA Cup when grounds that aren't Premier Premier League grounds don't have it, it's two different rules, two different rules for, for the same competition. It's ridiculous. It's wrong. You, you cannot have grounds that are not in the Premier League not having VAR and grounds that are in the Premier League having VAR in operation because it is just totally wrong. It's it's, it's one competition, and you, you can't have different rules for them. I, I 
absolutely I hate to do this, it's probably going to be the one and only time this year, but I totally, uh, totally agree with However, you. However, I am with the Norwich City fans on this one when they all sing, it's not football anymore. Too right, lads, it isn't. It's rubbish. But did you see, and I don't know if he did it off his own back, or if he did it because it was a different competition, that Michael Oliver yes. went over and looked at the monitor yes. and decided for himself he didn't need somebody sitting <laughs> in an office block in London. But... I don't know whether to say, well done, Michael Oliver, because if anybody missed that headbutt, it was the referee. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody right. else saw it in the ground. Let's, um, let's start and go round the ground, shall we, Mr Smith? That means you know what you've got to go and do, don't you? OK. And this is something that we always do on a Monday night, cause it's something that we call the Weekend Wrap, where we look at... Um, Newark Tan, Newark Flowserve, Newark Rugby Club and Newark Hockey Club. Well, we don't look at them, we get the people in the know, we get the managers, we get the press officers, we get the coaches to tell us what went right and what went wrong. We always start off with Tan and uh, that's where Tony's disappeared to now to try and get hold of Tony Joins because, as I keep saying, they've got one hand, one hand, on that championship trophy and it is so so important that that team gets promoted this year so uh let's start the new year on a high note by saying happy new year to mr tony joins who has got to be smiling because he has actually put the champagne on ice tony good evening uh, happy New Year to you, Mick, Tony, and all at the station, and uh, I can definitely tell you champagne is not on ice. <laughs> Tony said that you would say that. Yes, he's quite right. <laughs> um, you've got through this tricky-looking four away matches. I mean, three of them was against the top four teams. It, it couldn't really have been a more difficult, festive season for you, and... Uh, You've come away from it unscathed. You've come away from it playing some of the best football um, you've played in an awful long time. Let's go back to to Renishaw, because we talked about the Dinnington yep. match. So let's go back yep. to Renishaw. You would have come home from there pleasantly pleased with your day's work. Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, the pitch at Renishaw was uh, a little bit left to be desired, shall we say. Um, so we knew it was going to be a battle and uh, you know with the results they've been picking up uh, before the game obviously we knew it was going to be a very tricky contest and uh, I'm pleased to say obviously we came away three goals to the good and a clean sheet and uh, with a fantastic team performance as well um, you know each and every lad that pulled the shirt on certainly give their all in uh, what turned out to be a very good three points for us then you had to turn your mind to Harworth away, which was um, yet another tricky match. Um, a team that had come down from Step 6 football last season, a team that haven't been beaten at home, and somebody that, on paper, was going to give you one heck of a football match. Um, my notes are saying, I think this probably says it all, when Daryl Price turns it on, nobody can live with him. Well, listen, I've worked with Daryl Price before and um, I can honestly say um, when Daryl's on his game and when Daryl wants to play for you, there's no better footballer at uh, this level that uh, can produce the kind of stuff that Daryl can. Uh, he's basically unplayable at times. Um, he's naturally gifted. Um, he, he scores goals for fun when he's on fire. 
um, and you know he's a great asset to Newark Town Football Club we're really pleased to have him on board with us and um, you know the firepower that we have got with all the other people that are still vying for them spots up top uh, you know the future looks really bright for us Was it I mean it was obviously Daryl's day but um, was it a team performance? Oh 110% 110% you know from the back right the way through to the front lads uh, there wasn't a blade of grass that wasn't uncovered by all the side um, you know it's I'm a big believer in hunting in packs you know I, I don't like one person ratting you know I, I like to rat in packs as a side uh, and you could see it. it was so evident on Saturday you know if one player was chomping at the bit at a player then he literally two yards behind him was the next one you know it's, it was just a complete and utter perfect performance from the whole side um, Saturday, you know, and to go to Arworth and win five goals to the good uh, without conceding is, uh, well, I think is a massive statement to where we want to be. I think that's one heck of a performance. I really do. My next, my next notes for you, basically say Dinnington will not have given up. They don't from that part of the world, yeah. um, and simply though, no silly mistakes. No, we've got 11 games and I have to say, as I said to the lads uh, after the game, we've got 11 cup finals. Uh, it's literally as simple as that, you know, no matter who we face uh, in said given fixture, we have to go out there as if our life depends on it and, you know, if we keep on the track that we're on at the minute, um, if the lads keep performing the way they do and keep giving us all the way they do, um, you know, I mean, I can't personally see Dillington winning their four games in hand that they've got um, I think it's 36 goals now we're in front uh, goal difference wise you know that's what's that about seven a game they're, they're about since it's seven, seven eight goals a game they've got to get to get anywhere near us um, and they've got to win all the four games as well obviously um, I think there's only, there's only one team that can lose that championship now and that's Newark oh definitely oh, listen it's massively in our hands now and we've, we've worked really hard as a club not just on the field but off the field as well to get in this position um, and yes it literally is in our hands now you know if we keep uh, um, focusing on what we have been doing and, and playing the way we have been doing and, and you know what the, the, the dressing room at the minute is bouncing obviously after Saturday night obviously because of the win we had um, but you know the, the lads are excited the lads are buzzing uh, you know we've got great banter in the little whatsapp group we've got together and it's just a massive all feel good feeling about the place at the minute and uh, when you have a run like we've had over the Christmas period four away games playing second third and fourth on the bounce uh, and to come away with ten points out of them twelve uh, is a massive 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 boost for us and uh something I have to say the lads have worked really hard for and you've got step six opposition to test yourself against in the county cup and uh, home again which is always a, an advantage to play at home in the county cup so uh, Kimberley Kimberley Miners Welfare are, are, are going to visit the sports village but, but for you Tony that will give you an idea of where you need to be what, you, what, what you're aspiring to be won't it yeah well, well to be honest I, when I look at the lads and the team we've got at the minute I kind of know where we are and I kind of know um, obviously if we have the opportunity to go up next year I kind of know you know we've got some great players at, at the club at the minute that have played um, six and possibly higher level of football that are currently playing for us now you know you talk about Braithwaite Lewis Carte Chambers uh, Danny Bolts 
you know, there's lads right the way through the team that have all played six and above. Yeah. So, you know, we have the players to go up. We've just got to make sure we go up. And so, you know, having Braithwaite uh, pretty much full time with us now is a massive coup for us. You know, he leads from the back. He's solid. Uh, he talks well. Um, and then you've got experience, obviously. You know, right the way through the side from from the back right the way up to the top. And it's uh, it's just a pleasure to be involved with at the minute. Your next hardest job now, though, is you've got to install in them come Saturday when it's a a home match against a team that you should beat. But again, it's another Yorkshire team, and they'll be up for and they'll be up yeah. for it. Mick, every game is going to be a cup final. For yeah. us. You know, it, even when we go to to Ascombe where Sutton play. Uh, you know they're bottom of the league at the minute, sort of. You know, and, and that's going to be a cup final for us. There, we've just got to dig. You know, we've got eleven games now to fully concentrate what we have been doing and carry on what we have been doing, should I say? Um, and we just literally got to keep ourselves mentally switched on. Right. We've got the talent, one hundred and ten percent. We've got the talent. Um, you know, probably out of our Christmas fixtures, Dillington was quite possibly our worst performance as a side, but we dug deep. We dug deep, and we got the victory. And uh, that's what we're going to need between now and the end of the season. And uh, like I say, the cup game against Kimble is going to be a good one for the lads to uh, play in, obviously. Um, yes, you know, it's just a massive, massive good feeling about the place at the minute. It's all go. Tony, we're with you all the way. And uh, when I do, when you do finally admit to it, I will be around, I will be around for a glass. Well, let's put it this way. When it's mathematically safe that we can actually call it, Mick, then... Uh, I'll be having a glass with you, mate. Good stuff. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, guys. Brilliant Christmas. Well done. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, Mr Smith, back to the reception job. Okay. (coughs) Um, Shall we stick with Newark Town? Speak to me. Yeah? Shall we stick with Newark Town? Yeah. We'll talk to the ladies. Well, go on, then. No, 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 sorry. I I thought you wanted me to go out there. Shall we say you ring Rusty? I'm just trying not to fall over the headphones again. Oh dear, you can't get the staff, can you? You really can't get the staff. We always stick with Newark Town for the first two, um, and um, I went along to Devon Park yesterday morning to have a look at um, the ladies' play. They was um, their first game for a month, and they took on um, the Arnold Town ladies. On paper, it was a game that I thought the Lady Blues should win comfortably, but, you know, football don't always go with the form book, and... uh, Tan actually managed to take the lead and uh, got beat 2-1. And we're trying to get older Reed and Tranter, who's going to tell us a little bit about that, if my uh, my receptionist can do his job. And it looks like he's got Eden. So, to the phone lines, and we say good evening and happy new year to Eden Tranter. Eden, good evening. Good evening and happy new year, guys. Um, I've just basically said, when I looked at the league tables and the form book, I would have thought... Uh, that should have been three points for you yesterday, so I would suggest you're probably a little disappointed. Yeah, very disappointed to be honest. It should have been it should have been three points for us. You're right. Um, but we started off the game really well as well. We started off playing our game and playing passing football, and we played them off the park for sort of the first ten minutes. And Jess went in and scored that first goal, and then obviously <clears throat> things got a little bit feisty, and um, unfortunately we got drawn into their way of playing football and that's not our way of playing football and um, yeah so we, we sort of threw it away ourselves really but we did battle all the way through to the end of 90 minutes so we, there's still some positives to take from the game of course It does sometimes happen doesn't it that with the best win in the world you end up playing the way that the opposition want want to play 
Yeah, I mean, it meant, obviously, it, it got a little bit feisty, and the ref didn't have a brilliant handle on the game. Um, but well, he certainly didn't get the last word with you. Well, not when he was making the decision, the sort of decision he was making. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed telling. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it's unfortunate that we, we're quite, obviously, like a relatively new and inexperienced team, and with, with time, we'll, we'll learn to deal with those emotions a little bit better. Um, and try and not get dragged into to the sort of... I mean, well, you know what it's like. We're all out there to play football and be yeah. competitive, but you're not out there to have your legs broken. Maybe, maybe you, it was a little bit naive of you wanted, as you say, as you play more and as a team, you grow as a team, yeah, that, then, then you'll be... you'll be. There's only two or three of you on there that was bossing it. Yeah, there was a few people that that um, were, were probably a bit overwhelmed by it, and that. But to be honest, Mick, that's where the leaders of the side need to stand need to stand up and take responsibility, and and lead the team and lead the team in a way that shows them how how they can deal with that. But that will come with experience and time, and, and as as we grow as a team together. But the important thing is is that we still stuck together for the ninety minutes. We still battled ninety minutes. I mean, poor Jess Letter. She missed an absolute sitter to get us a point in the 90th minute last kick of the game, and she was devastated. And we obviously we were all devastated, but that's sometimes that's just unfortunately the way it goes. So that's uh, uh, that's football, but the amount of goals that she has scored for you exactly, we wouldn't be where we are without uh, exactly. So where, are you playing again this week? Uh, yeah, so we were in cup action on Sunday, so 10:30 kick off at Devon Park against Bingham. Um, oh, your old team! Yeah, my old team. Was <laughs> there was obviously a few words exchanged last time, so we're looking forward to making sure that we firmly, firmly set the record straight on Sunday. I'd love to come and see that one, Eden. Thank you so much. We'll hear from we'll hear from you and what happened next Monday night. All right, see you, see you later. Bye, Eden. Bye, bye. Okay, it's all go on a Monday night, so straight back to the phone lines. We leave Newark Town and we go down to Lowfields now to talk to Craig Rose, the joint manager of Newark FlowServe. Now, um, Craig, Happy New Year, first of all. Happy New Year, Mick. Um, My notes, strangely quiet first half an hour, but must give Lytan a great deal of credit for coming out and taking the game to FlowServe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I was confident going into the game. We had, we had a good friendly and a good session leading into the week, so we weren't too concerned about the lack of activity we've had over the, the Christmas period with a few games being off. But um, certainly look, uh, looked a bit ring rusty in that first half. Um, like I say, we'll give credit to Lie. You know, as, as we know, there's no easy games in this league and have some good players and they, uh, and they deservedly went 1-0 up, I think. Um with a good goal but uh, like I said we clawed away back into it in that first half second, second half was a little bit more more light wanted I think they ran the Christmas turkey off by then and um, was a little bit more light let's talk about your new uh, your new man up front because of course you know everybody now knows that um, Flosev lost Greg Smith before Christmas it was quite simply an offer that um, the man could not refuse and um, he's um, I've seen on his Twitter feed and I've seen on Gainsborough Trinity's um, tw- Twitter feeds how, how well he fought to flow serve but um, you've also got a family to look after as well Craig and sometimes when silly money's being offered you take it don't you you've got yeah, to yeah of course <clears throat> yeah of course um, 
Uh, we, we wavered the seven days for, for Greg. Um, it was on a contract, but we, we let that go. You know, like you say, you've got to be realistic. Um, you know, he's more than doubled his money um, and he's gone up to, to step three. So it's a great opportunity for him to get back at that level. And I say he scored two and two there. So uh, it was a worthy move for Gainsborough and um, you know, we wish him well. Like I say, he's a good friend, he's a good friend of ours now. And um, he thinks highly of the club and uh, almost surprised if he was back in Orange one day. <sighs> Um, which meant that you and Mr Kirkham had to find yourselves a forward over Christmas. Yeah, there's one area where we're, where we're quite thin. Um, with Ben Hutchison, we're struggling with a bit of a groin injury, so that was a, uh, an extra worry for us. Um, if, you know, if he went out injured, we were very short up top. Um, some of the side became available for Milkiston. Um, he's been a little bit active himself for the last six or seven weeks, so again, he's, he's going to take a few weeks to get him up to, up to speed, match fitness back. Um, it was a good signing, and again he'll he'll come back to us uh, saying that he's got one in one now as a striker. So you played yeah. him on the left hand side of the attack, Craig. Is that um, somewhere where he is? That's his place, is it? Or well, it's, it's a discussion we had with him at the start, really. We know that Zach can play off the left. He played off the left, left against the uh, and, and got himself two goals. Um, but we also like Zach being our highest one with his to use his pace. Um, so we kind of had a chat with him aside, to be honest, and and he, he felt he was he was better off the left rather than that and that striker. So we, we went with that. Ben Hutchinson's well, yeah. header, I think that was his thirteenth goal of, of of the season. Uh, yeah. y- yes, I mean uh, it was probably the easiest goal he's, he's going to score, but he still had to be at the right place at the right time. But not so much the header, Craig, but that cross. Yeah, um, great to see Jarrell getting forward. We do encourage our fullbacks to get forward. Um, a good burst forward from Jarrell, like I say, an incredible ball he, he put in. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying about Ben. Um, obviously, we know how good Ben is. Um, I think most, most players would have just let it hit the red and direct it in because he used the pace off the cross. But Ben still, you know, he still put some on it and, uh, and smashed it in. So it was a, it was a great finish. It, it most certainly was. Um, Matt Cotton, again, a few more minutes. It's getting back. He's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, be a bit careful with Matt. You know, we rushed him back before um, and he wasn't quite ready and we lost him again for a long period, so we don't want to do that again. Um, so just in case of, just keep building it with Matt. Uh, he's a great player, so um, he's, he's an important one. Yeah, and he's... So he's like he's, to say, we'll just keep building it with Matt. He got through it again on Saturday. On skis, he feels fine now, so um, we'll just keep stepping him up bit by bit. And a game tomorrow night and... You know, I'm, I'm no pressure, but if you win tomorrow night, both you and Newark Town are top of your respective divisions. And I tell you what, you're going to have to go an awful long way back in time to remember when that happened in Newark. Yeah, what a great achievement that is for the mm. town. It'd be great to see. So hopefully we can do our bit and uh, join them at the top of the table. It would be fantastic. Um, full squad for tomorrow? Yes, full squad tomorrow. So we're in plenty of headaches there still. <laughs> We're going to need them. We've got a busy period coming up. So I looked at the bench on Saturday afternoon and thought, "Crack! What a bench!" Most clubs would give anything for that bench. Yeah, it's good. So we want to be um, said to the lads at the start. You know, we're strong on the on the bench now. Is what we are for the starting eleven. So there's you know there's competition there for everybody. And uh, I say we're two games a week now for the next three or four weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> um, you're back with us on Thursday night, Craig. When we can actually start talking about that match. Yeah, get tomorrow out of the way, yeah. and we can fully focus on uh, on the big one on Saturday. Yeah. But we're not doing that until Thursday night, but you are <laughs> no. joining us again on Thursday night when our full focus is going to be on what's happening at the weekend. Craig, um, 
wish everybody and yourself the best of luck tomorrow night um, because it would be a fantastic achievement for Newark and, you know, that one needs to be shouted from the rooftops. But go out, give it your best shot and I'm sure if you do give it your best shot, and you will do, you'll get the three points. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Thank you, mate. Thanks, bye. And I know we keep mentioning it, Tony, and I keep banging on about it, but what an achievement if <coughs> both clubs are actually <coughs> sitting at the top of the table in January. Yeah, it'd be a good way to start the new year, wouldn't it? <coughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 it's quite remarkable that... Uh, I mean, it would be really worth looking back through the record books to see the last time, if ever, that has happened. I, I really... I really don't want... I've already had a message here. The cross put into Ben Hutchinson on Saturday was one of the best I've ever seen. Um, you know, and, and this is what people are saying, because it was that sort of cross. Is, is, is that message from Jarrell? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it was that sort of cross. <laughs> it was It was just outstanding. I mean, the, the bench was shouting, get in the box, get in the box. And he took it to the byline. And, and I mean, you, you and me could have edited it that. It was in. as good. It was as good. As the one I go on and on and on about the breeding corner and the mouth and corner and the mouth together. It was in that league. <laughs> now that is how good it was. It, you don't get higher praise than that. <laughs> Let's change the shape of our balls, shall we, Mister Smith, and go to oval okay. ones. And uh, you know what that means you've got to do, don't you? You're going to talk to Rob Wadman. Well, I tell you that you are listening to Radio New at Sport, and we are back after a two-week leave of absence. Live on DAB, on FM, and online around the world with our friends at Smith's Timber. And now, finally, we are on Instagram. At the original name of Radio Newark Sport. Don't forget to go on there and give us a like. Over 100 of you since Christmas have uh, started to follow us on Instagram. And uh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that one. Um, quick one that's coming up this week. Tomorrow night, we start our run January with uh, Gareth Bagley and Becky Gallup coming in to the studio. Of course, it's cross-country season starting. And for the next two or three months, our runners are going to be running through mud and uh, they already had a fantastic start. On Wednesday night, we have got the A to Y of 2019 when we remember some of our guests that came in. And on Thursday night, of course, it is that FA Vars special show uh, not to be missed. But this next five minutes, ten minutes, is not to be missed at all because uh, we welcome for the first time in 2020. So it's Happy New Year time again. Happy New Year this time too, Mr Rugby himself. Rob Wardman, who spent Christmas in Cornwall, you lucky person. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um, yes, I was in Cornwall. Yes, I can confirm that. Yes. <laughs> and how? And 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 how? And how was God's own county? It was a beautiful, mild Christmas day, and uh, that's why many citizens of St Agnes took to the. Um, the cold waters, yes, and uh, including Mr. Wardman. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, all I can say is that there's about I don't know, but at eleven o'clock there must have been about I don't know four or five hundred people in the water, and but by five past eleven uh, we were left with the usual sort of two or three complete nutters and sort of two or three um, surfers, so uh, <laughs> and the rest of the majority of it were were drying their bits and pieces on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> um three victories on the bounce and the season is completely
completely turned around. The latest one being at league leaders um, Colville. So I want to come back to that one in a minute. Because I want to go back to the first of all to the Boxing Day Presidents match, yep. which produced a large, a large crowd. Um, Fifty-five players, I'm told, turned out, including three families and seven Fijians. Well, we we, wel- we welcome everybody at Newark. So, uh, <laughs> it sounds a complete uh, potpourri of rugby, and uh, evidently it was a fantastic, you know, good old good old game of social rugby. Um, refereed by Trevor Sharp, long-standing friend of the club, one of the NLD's most senior refs, who, who's come across most Boxing Days in the last three or four years to do the match, and uh, it was well received this year. It was, was a game, and uh, I think I think he started off by the president's little grandsons kicking. The, kicking off as well so no it, it was a family day um, and it was good to see that we're, we're continuing the, that tradition of, of, of the Boxing Day annual annual match Brilliant uh, let's get to the weekend though because um, I won't say nobody expected the result that, that, that's hard hard on it but when you're going away to the league leaders who's lost, lost one game all season you're expecting a a hell of an afternoon and anything out of it is, is good and then a match that only had one try apiece, I would suggest all the plaudits need to go to uh, your kicker. Well, Matt, Matt Cox did very well. He, he kicked our penalties and, and the conversion of Will Britton's try. As you know, Matt's a, you know, a very, very good player and um, when he's on form, he's on form and uh, I think in the last uh, month or so, he, he, he's got his kicking boots on and uh, um, you know, well done, Matt. Uh, all round, it was a good team performance. Um, we started well and, and we bossed the game as they say and I think perhaps we caught Colville by surprise maybe the first game after New Year we, we are I don't know hey it's a surprise result let's make no bones about it I think we were very relieved to get those two wins before Christmas against Ashbourne and Casuals which sort of uh, got the season um, it's been a funny season with the World Cup and then obviously the, 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 the weather problems with the floods and uh, having the two postponed games at Lincoln and Loughborough so the, the games have sort of been in, the season's been in sort of fits and starts and perhaps in December we we finally sort of got the season underway with um, some good wins, not just at the first team level, but across the club. And the second team are undefeated in four games since the end of November. They're playing well, um, and all around we've also got a bit of new blood coming through the the, the, the teams. We've got you know we're regularly fielding three teams now, three adult teams on a Saturday. Okay, not as many teams as the glory glory days when way back in the, in the 80s when we perhaps fielded five or six teams on a Saturday but we, we, we've got a bit of a buzz about it uh, and I think that's, that's reflected in the scores and it's good to see that buzz being you know, taken into the new, into the new year we, we beat Colville 22-10 as you said earlier Mick uh, and you know, the, the try of the match was Will's, Will Britton's try uh, made by uh, Jamie Jun- Duncan's break backed up by Jonathan Webster and, and Will took the try very well and by all accounts uh, all the spectators I spoke to it was a, was a very very good try and one, one to remember perhaps a, one of the best of the season and then backed up by Matt's kicking and, and some good defence we held on and Colville came back to get a late score but um, we were always in, in, in charge uh, two players to mention we had a, a debutante uh, or two debutantes um, Sean Denning he's joined us from West Bridgeford in the last month he would have started um before Christmas, but he, he dropped something on his foot. I think he's a he's a builder or something. But so he missed he missed uh, a home debut against um, Ashbourne, and uh, he was fit enough to play Saturday. And uh, he came into the pack and did very very well. So 
that's a name to look out for in, fu- in future weeks is, is Sean Denning and then a, uh, another another new face to come off the bench was James Archdale he's joined us from Highcombe this season and uh, he's been playing in, in the second team and he's a centre or um, you know, a versatile back and he, he came on as well so you know, two new names there which is good to see we need, a, we need some new blood all the time and uh, especially with the, with the turnover of players um, and the availability uh, but hopefully with, with some good results um, we'll be able to get a more stable team out it is funny isn't it and you know I mean Tony will back me up on this and I you can get into a losing mentality you can get into a winning mentality and them two victories before Christmas okay two victories that on the face of it was there for the taking against two clubs at the bottom but all of a sudden you go into the next match with with a a different outlook almost a different mentality don't you and and that's the same in football and rugby yeah very much so we're now eighth in the table we've got a home game this Saturday against Dromfield 2.15 kick-off um, again they've been one of the leading teams in the league this season and and I well remember trekking across to uh, deeper Sheffield uh, in I think it was November time and we lost 59-10 and uh, we started like a well what's a polite phrase <laughs> you didn't start before. yeah was that the game where you didn't actually find the ground straight away, or your chauffeur we, we didn't? Had a good, we had a good tour of South Sheffield. Yes, <laughs> yes, the South. I enjoyed it immensely, um, and as a backseat driver, I kept my mouth shut, uh, <laughs> knowing that the driver was going the wrong way. But um, rules are that if you're the backseat in the Alicadoos car, you keep quiet, and it's the driver and the navigator who have to, who take on the responsibility. <laughs> Brilliant, Rob. Thank you so much as ever, and that was absolutely. A brilliant Christmas for New York Rugby Club. Yes, uh, Saturday 2.15 against Dronfield. Um, all welcome. And can they make it four on the bounds? Well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? And Rob uh, will find out next Monday night. OK. Thank care. you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. The wonderful Mr Rob Wildman there. It, it, it is funny in sport, isn't it? That, you know, you can get into a losing mentality, but like Newark and Flow Saver at the moment, they've got themselves into a winning mentality yeah i mean if, if you lose two or three on the bounce then it seems that every bounce goes against you and um likewise if you win two or three on the trot then you know the ball just drops into your path <coughs> and it's 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 just the, the way the way that sport works if it's going for you the world's wonderful if it's going against you it's a very tough situation to get out of christmas day in 1936 saw grantham town play host to newark town in the midland league at london road a fantastic crowd of 4309 took a break from their holiday festivities to witness a 2-0 win for the home side thanks to a brace from harry siddle um thanks to speedy for sending us that story actually it did get me thinking if he was actually playing that day or it'd be fairly early in his career in 1936 wouldn't it but he he may have been on the bench who 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 knows um actually he could have played on boxing day because he lost five one at home to um to greg smith's um gainsborough trinity but he did pick up a wonderful point at um basehood well, yeah, over new year so. that greg smith was in that gainsborough team no <laughs> you're a brave man with that one you're on your own there um <laughs> okay, a, a total of 132 team changes were made by the 19 Premier League sides in the FA Cup third round. This is why I don't like the FA Cup anymore. Sheffield United, who are eighth in the top flight, so they ain't going to get relegated, are they? 
you know, they're, they're safe enough. They're not going to win it. They're not going to qualify for <coughs> Europe. They're not going to get relegated. They made 11 changes to play against a non-league side. Charlton against West Brom in an all-championship try, and there was 20 changes in that match. I just find it very difficult to comprehend and get excited about and I think the supporters are going the same way. There was 14,000 at Watford, 20,000 for the previous game. 15,000 at Crystal Palace, 25,000 for the previous game. Brighton was 10,000 down. Southampton was 10,000 down. Birmingham was 14,000 down. I think people have had enough the way that... And I'm not saying the big clubs, because Manchester City and Chelsea and Everton play strong teams. OK, Everton got beat by Liverpool's reserve reserves. But I, I agree with you totally. It devalues the competition and it makes you wonder why the competition continues. However, if you've got reserve reserves like Liverpool's, it <laughs> doesn't make a great deal but of difference, Don't you think what, what that takes us that back is. to what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago? Liverpool have forgot how to lose. But, I mean, th those, th you know, those young kids in the Liverpool t team yesterday were just outstanding because they're being taught to play the same as the first team players and also right. the under 23s at Liverpool actually train with the first team so they're learning the same ropes which is uh, so important standout matches apparently in, 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 in the FA Cup 4 for Andorra Brentford v Leicester Man City versus Fulham Rochdale or Newcastle v Oxford I'll come back to that one Man City or Shrewsbury versus no Bristol City or Shrewsbury versus Liverpool and for some reason my correspondent has put one that includes Derby County so we're not going to mention that at all um have Leeds got they haven't played yet no but you know oh, I don't it's know. Arsenal isn't it not much about Leeds Rochdale Newcastle played them off the park in the first half Rochdale got a deserved equaliser 10 minutes from time from a 40 year old bloke yeah from a 40 year old bloke <laughs> made by a 16 year old kid okay that's not the point the point is this Rochdale now have a replay those players are going to play on the best Premier League ground in the country. It's going to be on TV. They're going to Rochdale Football Club are going to get seventy-five thousand plus for that alone. They're going to get fifty percent of the gate receipts. And people are now saying there shouldn't be replays in the FA Cup. There should be replays in the FA Cup for the Rochdales of this world. Yeah, yeah. People who say there shouldn't be replays are supporters or members of Premier Division clubs. Yes and uh, basically our Premier League clubs. And the likes of Rochdale, I mean, that replay will be their lifeblood for the next two seasons. The Premier League team will, I've got no doubt, win the FA Cup. But they don't own the FA Cup. Hmm. It's not all about the FA. The FA Cup starts at the beginning of August. It doesn't start when the big boys decide to get involved. If you're a football chairman of a club that's classed as a minnow, you're not praying for a win, you're praying for a replay. Because that's where the money is. That's, that's your money spinner in replays. Next up, Mr Paul Harper. Let's now go to a more sedate pace and talk about and talk to the man that has spent today on his wife's model railway layout, playing trains. How lucky is Mr Paul Halfpenny? Good evening and happy new year. Happy New Year to you and everybody else. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't as good as that. I did have to go out to work at Derby this morning, but uh, everybody else cancelled on me, so I got a free day. That that was good. Oh, dear. 
not a lot of hockey to talk about, Paul. But um, there was some hockey played on Sunday. It was it was the under twelve. So let let let's talk about some New Year hockey. Let's just do that because it was absolutely exhilarating. Um, yes, it was the first training session back after Christmas, after the Christmas and New Year break. Um, and um, we, we got what we call a node competition. Um, hosted, we were hosting over at Newark. Um, and we're still sort of um, looking to finalise the, the final team for the um, county finals. Um, so we're still looking at a few players and what a performance I think everybody wants to be selected for that final ten um, we got um, three players three senior players who are genuine under 12s playing for us who are very very strong but the rest of the team were under 10s uh, well under 10s last year so it's their first year with me and what a performance they put in um, we were very unlucky in the first game we, we played our own boys now we possibly are the only club that puts in a team of girls, genuine girls, and a team of genuine boys. Everybody else has mixed teams. So, you know, the girls are playing against some very strong boys. And we played against Newark boys, and uh, we were robbed, to be honest. Um, the score at the end was nil-nil, but um, one of one of my absolute starlets, uh, Georgie, she she went for, broke broke through, beat the keeper, and the keeper fouled her, absolutely brought her down. It was horrific. And we got nothing. Um, the final whistle went, and that was the end of that. So uh, a bit disappointed we didn't get uh, get a win there. But we we did beat uh, North Knots, Nottingham players, Mansfield, and works that were so scared they didn't even bother turning up. Um, the boys, well, they obviously got a draw against us, and they beat everybody until they played the last game against North Knots, and they managed to. Uh, Lose that one two one sadly, but um, a, a great performance from the boys. Again, Alex is looking to finalise his team, and he was uh, looking at a few of the possibly weaker players this this week. But we have signed one of my um, stars from Limby. Um, he's um, he's been involved in England trials for ice hockey, but he's decided he fancies playing a bit of hockey, and he's uh, decided to come over to Newark. And uh, he had an absolute stormer for the team, so so a great signing for. And you at juniors there. That's the first time I've heard workshop and scared in the same sentence, Paul. Oh, well, this is hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lee's not started up because um, you do it a little bit uh, more sedately in, in hockey and you get a break. Sometimes you have to argue to get the break that you deserve, but um, you've got a break. Um, so over the next couple of weeks until I think the ladies are back on not next week but the week after aren't aren't, aren't they with the match against Ashbourne yeah the rearranged uh, yeah. ladies first team game yes um, it, it would be nice if we could get a friendly the week after so we can hit uh, Nottingham Trent um, on the run if you like but um, yeah the uh, the seconds thirds and fourths though they're in action next week uh, but no you're right the, the, the first team they don't actually start proper until February. So you've got hockey to talk about next week, but ju just for the next five minutes then, Paul, can you, um, we'll start with, we'll, we'll do the ladies tonight. Um, a, there's a plus side because Newark are still getting the teams out there. The results have been a bit either or, haven't they? There's been some weeks you've been a little disappointed with what's happened another week you, you've been so enthusiastic about it so just sum up can you starting with the ladies ones 
out of 10 if you like how satisfied are you at the halfway point oh that, that, that's a tough one that is a real tough one Nick. Um, coming back from an illness the start of the season um, or actually in the height of the illness really coming into a team where I'd suddenly lost some of my better players um, I was scratching around for for replacements and looking how to how you know we were going to function this season, it, it was a worry. Um, and I have spoken to the captain. I've, I've aired my thoughts with the captain, and, and they they were along the lines of this is one of the nicest, latest teams I've ever coached. Um, that they are wonderful. They they absorb the information. They try and, and play as hard as they can. They don't exude confidence. Uh, but we try and instill it and to be honest with you when you looked at the squad I got at the beginning of the season as to where I am now I've got to be looking at a, a sort of 8, 9 out of 10 of how delighted I am with, with where they are um, to say we've had 3 points deducted which I still it still grates me um, we could be up there very very safe with on 12 points level 5th um, as it stands, we're seventh. We're, we're in a relegation fight on nine points. Um, obviously, we've got Ashbourne to play in that rearranged one who are, are lower down. But I, I, I've got to say, eight or nine out of ten, really, for, for the team I've got. And, and if we can start putting in a few performances against some of the better teams, like they've put in in the first half of the season, who knows? Who knows? We could start picking points up and. and uh, we, we could end up mid-table and, and safe, ready to, to go again next year. And that's the target, is it? That, that is most definitely the target, yeah. to retain Midland status, yeah. And retain the players that you've got and, and, and build. Because <laughs> this seems to be the problem, doesn't it? Come summer, you start all over again. Oh, it's, it's, it's a nightmare, you know, and... and we are a, a great, great club for development. So th th you, you always look on a Sunday morning at, at what's coming through and you think, oh, we're safe, we're all right. But it's as, as soon as you blood them and, and get them there and, and they start performing the first team, you know, in the blink of an eye, somebody else has left and you're looking to blood another one. And, and we don't have the beauty of, of what Beeston and some of the other clubs in the cities get where people move into the city, accomplished players move into the city and, and, and decide they want to come and play. We, we, we get very little of that. We get more players being shipped out than we do being shipped in. And it's, it's you never know what's what's on the cards for the beginning of the next season. The teams behind them have had to fill, have had to fill forward, really, haven't they? The twos and the threes and, and the fours. Um, happy with what's... Happy with uh, their contributions? Um... I've got to say yes because I knew last season I, I could see the writing was on the cards really for, for, for the poor old third team and, and really the second team um, I knew that one or two players were going to have to step up for the first team this year we bent over backwards last year to, to aid the second team and we, we you know the first team can't keep doing that, that that's your figurehead club uh, figurehead team of the club so it had to change and we knew we were going to have to take players up we didn't realise we were going to have to take as many up as we did but um, the poor old second team have, have been left in the Premier Division with a skeleton crew and bringing in some youngsters who were nowhere near ready for that level but 
you know, the youngsters are very, very good. They learn very, very quickly. And, and I'm absolutely delighted with how the second team are starting to perform. Um, obviously, the second team train with me with the ones. So I push them very, very hard. I, tr I try and get the best out of them. And, and it's working. It's, it's, it's really working but obviously you know that's that's left the third team in somewhat of a void because obviously some of their better players all of their better players have had to step up which has again left the third team with an even worse skeleton crew to be honest with you without being too disrespectful and you know that's reflected in some of the score lines that you've seen over the weeks and we've had to sort of make, make a decision as to bring some of the really talented youngsters through from the fourth team but it's not like taking them from the, the third team to the second team where it's one league. We're bringing them up three leagues to actually perform in the in the third team. And, and with some of them, it's, it's too much. And, and they, they, they've not got the strength sometimes on the ball that, that you really require at that level. So, again, I, I really, really can't be um, too harsh with them in the scoring. They, they, they're playing the best they can. Um, there's no shirkers in any of the teams they all try the hardest and all try and follow instructions of whichever coach is coaching them so it, it <laughs> and that's all you can do Paul as long as the player gives everything back then the job is done Paul thank you so much we're running very quickly out of time um, so it's the twos and the threes playing this coming weekend might even be fours as well might, might even be fours be excellent well we'll find everything out next Monday night and of course the men play as well oh you know. there you go then we need to talk a bit longer about the men as well because uh, they've got to be a 10 out of 10 but uh, you can tell us that ne next week will half penny score that's the burning question oh <laughs> we'll see we'll see you don't sound confident I'm, <laughs> I'm always confident in 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 i mean you paul <laughs> talk to you soon bye-bye bye bye-bye <laughs> we'll end with new at town yes because um you know that social media can be a friend or it can be an enemy <laughs> and Harworth have been on there the best way to put it is bleating about Newark Town's success because basically they play on a plastic football pitch I don't think it can be an enemy I think it can be very constructive it just depends how much you drink before you go on it exactly um, and Harworth are, are basic or Harworth supporters are, are implying that Newark's only up there because they um, play on a plastic pitch <laughs> They beat Harworth 2-0 on that plastic pitch. They beat Harworth 5-0 on a grass pitch. Please think, before you go onto social media, what you're putting on there, because uh, <laughs> sometimes it don't quite add up, does it? Right, tomorrow night, Mr Smith's going to Coventry, and a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people have been waiting for that for a long time. That is not a first. Uh, Gareth Bagley and Becky Gallup are his replacements in here. We talk to the Twins and we talk to Graham Welsh as we start something that we are calling run january and that's it we're back so we'll leave you with a choice of listening on fm it's ad crampton wow um on dab of course it's the wonderful mr andrew channing Radio